Welcome to episode number 29 of the Chop Heads MMA podcast from the Flipping Made Easy Studios here at Chop Sports in Matawan, New Jersey. Tommy, what's up, bro? What's up, buddy? How we doing? I'm very, very well. You keep talking about candy. I'm thinking about all the mini Hershey bars and Reese's Pieces that are still left at my house. That was just the stuff that we handed out. I haven't tapped into my uh, 10% parent uh, fund yet. Yeah, I got I got a twenty percent thing going on with all four of my nieces and nephews. That honestly, they only they're so picky with candy that I get pretty much my choice at whatever I want because they eat like three things each, which is kind of crazy because I eat all of it. But um, what were you? Did you dress up? No, I was picking up a refrigerator and had to do stuff at my mom's house. So uh, no, I was dressed as my everyday costume, which is the asshole. Yeah. Fat sloppy mess. Um, (laughs) I had to go as I had a party. I had a a Halloween party that my beautiful girlfriend, Ashley, I guess my invite got lost in the fucking. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't like I had a party. I got an invite to a party. Oh, you know, come on, bro. I'm the, I'm the most boring human being on the face of the earth outside of this show. Cause on this show, obviously I'm a fucking, a bundle of joy but <laughs> yeah I, it was fun I, it was a really nice place a nice house in colts neck new jersey i'm sure you've done you've probably marked out some things in colts neck in your day and yeah man i was like i was impressed it was one of those parties where they spent more money on halloween decorations than i probably spend to live in a year like my entire overhead for one year, their taxes in Colts Neck are more than your overhead. Yeah, well, like, that's a given. Based on the fact that there was a eighteen foot Frankenstein talking to me on my way up the driveway, they had like Undertaker music blasting <laughs> on a loop with smoke coming out of that. Bro, no joke, impressed. But do you know what I dressed up as for Halloween this year? Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. Oh. Come on, bro. Although, although Aaron Rodgers' costume was was legendary. He grew his hair out just for this John Wick costume. But no, well, I'll give you a hint. Um, my girlfriend was Barbie, oh, so if you no. could guess what I was, oh. yes, that is correct. I'm actually wearing my pink hoodie now that I, I used as a cardigan, like a fake cardigan tied oh, around my Jesus. neck. So basically, I was my brother <laughs> for, <laughs> for Halloween. Without um, the beard. So no, yeah, I was Ken, but we're going to call him Kent because I was like the 40-year-old, you know, kind of on the decline, bellies growing. Muscles shrinking. You were the one that you know? got everybody the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a, that was funny. I mean, the the people that threw the party were of age, so obviously. Yes. But um, fun time. I wanted to thank them for letting me be a part of it. And um, MMA, bro, we have a lot. This is one of those weeks where we don't really have to do shit. It's nope. just that the MMA gods blessed us. These are my favorite weeks because I don't really like to do anything. I don't like to do the prep. I, you I do enough. Well, yeah, I do enough, but like when I mean, it comes not for to, this show, when it comes, well, yeah, we've we've gone through this at length. Um, what do you do for this show besides show up? I have the rundown. Yeah, there you go. Um, that should be done before you get here from now. You on. Know, you know, you're right. It should, and it, it really is going to be from now on. Um, 
It's uh, it was a little bit of a busy weekend. I hear not you. Gonna lie. I'm not I'm not gonna hold it hold it against you, but um, bro, it's it's a rare occurrence where we have two numbered UFC events in back to back weeks. I question if that's ever happened before in history of of the UFC. I don't think so. It's usually a fight night, and then yeah, like they'll they'll have UFC. an event a week, but it's usually one numbered event per month. I mean, I'm sure they had to have done more. Because I don't think the UFC's been around long enough. I don't don't remember that, but I have a feeling this is one of those, because like we were saying, it was a 2 o'clock in the afternoon main card start. So this was like ESPN's pay-per-view. I mean, look, it it delivered. You know, I don't think I could remember a UFC delivering the way that it did. And PFL's amazing, which was Thursday night, was, was awesome. I mean, both of those were oh, absolutely of amazing. I happened to catch that football game on Thursday, baby. I missed it, it's but it was. I mean, I watched the end, the fourth quarter. Um, what what happened there? <laughs> Nothing. Well, we won. I know you guys won, but yeah, we almost blew it. I mean, the receiver just forgot that he was running around. Like, did he forget the ball was going to him? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I heard a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say criticism, but. Just saying, like, oh, the Packers got lucky again. And it's like, no, the, the Cardinals that got lucky. Luck. The Cardinals got lucky that they were even in that spot to begin with. There was a few questionable things that happened, and we dominated that game. But back to MMA. So, obviously, we're going to talk about 267, 268. But first, we got uh, a, we're going to bring back the Reverend Rundown, right? Yeah, because so it was actually more than, like, three news events that happened this past but week. But we could call it what it really is. Like, you're, you were lazy. The last two weeks, and that's what it, that's what I thought it was. I was in Disney. What the fuck, man? Yeah, so you're a lazy <laughs> piece of shit, and you come back from Disney, and you were like, oh, we don't really, there's nothing happened. And I was like, Tommy, you haven't been here in a month. A lot happened. I mean, nothing really happened, though. Yeah, no, you're right. So, Tommy, the floor is yours. All right, everybody, this week's Reverend Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA, your worldwide leader in combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news. You can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? All right, everybody. So, as you know, October 27th was the PFL finale. So, all right, everybody. So, October 27th was the PFL finale. So, here are those results. Roush Manfio wins the lightweight belt. Antonio Carlos Jr. wins the light heavyweight belt. Molvid Kayabulev wins the featherweight belt. Bruno Capoloza wins the heavyweight belt. And Ray Cooper III mounts an amazing comeback to finally take home that welterweight strap. And Kayla Harrison wins the women's lightweight division again. All of those winners right there not only won the belt, but also won $1 million from the PFL. Kayla Harrison now becomes the hottest female free agent prospect in women's MMA with a very big decision to make as to where she wants to call home. Olympic gold medalist Clarissa Shield loses by decision in her second MMA bout against Abigail Montez. The judges scored the fight a split decision, but the fight was very one-sided for Montez. Platinum Mike Perry has decided to leave the UFC to begin his career at BKFC. Dana White had some choice words for Fedor, saying if Fedor took the money deal back in 2010, he wouldn't need to be fighting now. Conor McGregor finds himself back in the news. An Italian DJ and television personality, Francisco Facinetti, 
filed charges on the former champion after an altercation on October 15th. Vachinetti is not looking to have Connor arrested, but just wants the public to know that he is a dangerous idiot. UFC ref is under fire after being pulled from UFC 267 for his questionable officiating. Hang out with me here. Vichilavez Kislev. I Vichilaz, I, I can't say his last name. Jakoslav so, Kiselev. What was that? Jakoslav Kiselev. Thank you. Was pulled after the uh, the Benoit St. Denis was clearly not able to continue in his bout against Elijah Zaleski Dos Santos. Many MMA fighters, including commentator Daniel Cormier, were very unhappy with the ref. In a cheeky but corny Halloween joke, Jake Paul dressed up as Dana White and had his girlfriend dress up in a scandalous costume holding a bag of sugar labeled Unlimited Free Coke. Get it? The, the uh, UFC acronym there? The analyst finds that joke kind of funny considering Jake Paul's girlfriend made herself famous for flashing her tits at a Cubs game. I'm willing to bet her face looked like a glazed donut before their first date. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your reverence rundown. Excellent work. There was sealed off with a, a very funny joke that I... Did not laugh at, but it was funny. You I actually <laughs> come on. You know that no, was it was funny. funny. It was funny. I actually got in trouble today doing the Jimmy Palumbo show because I don't laugh at his jokes. And I said, Jimmy, you're not that funny. No, but Jimmy is funny, and I just don't have. You know what I do when I when I think something's funny? Smile. I smile and I nod. Yeah, because I'm not a fucking child. But <laughs> also, I'm a piece of shit, boring guy. But anyway, your reverend's rundown. I got uh, as usual. I got some notes now. The Kayla Harrison situation, what goes on with Kayla Harrison is up in the air, obviously, but is there even a potential home for her in the UFC? You know, I, I was thinking about this. If, let's say she goes, the only fight there for her is Nunes. Yeah, but you understand why I say if, or is there, it's because she's not fighting in any weight class that the UFC even has, isn't she? No, fight? but I think she can get down to 145. I would imagine she can, but I don't know that she wants to. But if she beats if she beats Nunes, there is legitimately nobody else there for her. And she's probably not going to make the money that she makes at PFL. Like, yes, you get $1 million when you win, but she still gets paid per fight. You, yeah. you know, they still get that. Um, is she going to go to Bellator? Again, the only fight for her there is Cyborg, and I think she beats the crap out of that dude. <laughs> that was funny. See, I laughed at that. Um, now, the Conor McGregor thing, the guy doesn't want to press charges, or he, he's pressing charges, but he doesn't want him arrested. He doesn't want him arrested. He, he just wants the public to know. And, and look, so basically, Conor's just not, he's now banned from another country, because if, he, <laughs> if there's, obviously, he doesn't live in Italy, so there's no way they're going to extradite Conor for punching a DJ in the face. You get what I'm saying? They're yeah, gonna... it's it's weird. So so Connor's now gone after a DJ, Machine Gun Kelly, which I'm not mad at the Machine Gun Kelly thing because that, that dude's just a. And I'm sure if we anyway. lived in Italy, we would not be mad about this either because I'm sure this guy's a douche. You know what? It is? I mean, I, I don't really know, but it just seems like it's par for the course for Connor. Like he is legitimately losing his fucking mind. Yeah. He is legitimately losing his mind. It's like um, Paul Stanley from Kiss said. When you get money, you don't turn into an asshole. It just brings the real you out more. And it's the truth. He's just a fucking idiot. And he's he's just desperate to stay as like an A-list main main attraction celebrity. And he's even tweeting about it. He's like, oh, everybody talks all this shit. He's like, when the numbers change, I'll change. Ah, ha, ha, ha. That was a tweet, right? You get what, I, what he's getting at? Meaning like, all right, I know that I'm an idiot, but... 
it's an act because I'm selling fights, but it's like, well, Connor, you're not actually fighting fighters, but that's neither here nor there. We've talked about Connor. He's, if you're not fighting, then nobody gives a shit about you, and he's got to do these outrageous things to stay in the news, and that's just what you become. He's to just the white of version Connor. of John Jones. Yeah, that's a good point. Only he's got like a lot more money, and he hasn't beat D yet that we know of. I mean, Artem's probably keeping her quiet. Well, we'll see. I don't want to speculate on somebody's domestic situation, but yeah, I would say that Connor's a volatile guy, and there's you know a, a good chance that that's the case. But um, enough about your shitty rundown. Even though you know I did praise it a little bit, let's get right into it, bro. UFC 267. You don't want to comment on that ref? Oh, we could comment on the ref, but I didn't see the undercard, so I didn't really see. I mean, not only was this guy just an atrocious. And by the way. Like, when I say get into UFC 267, like, that fight was in UFC 267, so we could still talk about it the same way. Okay. You don't need to fucking interrupt. Well, I, I just wanted to... Also, uh, put your phone down. We're doing a show. No, 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 no. Not only is this guy a shitty ref, he was also a shitty fighter. His last fight was in 2003, and he's never won one. He's 0-4. He started fighting in 1997, and... I you know you don't have to be a great fighter to be a good referee, but it's obvious this guy doesn't know shit. You know what I mean? Because that was pretty bad. That was Mario Yamasaki at his worst. That bout. I, I don't mean, think they've ever pulled a guy from the rest of his assignments that night. No, not that. So night. That's, a, that's unprecedented. Not that night, and it was it was very obvious. I mean, the, the commentators were screaming at him from the table, and even. The fans in Abu Dhabi were screwed that the fight needed to stop. Like, the poor guy is covering up. He's not throwing back. He had nothing left. And this guy's just letting it go on. I mean, look, I get it. He's Russian. You know, you're if you're going to be a Russian referee and you've never done fights for, you know, an American fight organization, then stay in Russia where you guys do, like, full metal jousting and, you know, five-on-five. Like like five. team fucking yeah. MMA fights. You, yeah. you know, it, there's a place for that. It's in Russia. If you got, like, they look at it like if somebody dies in the center of the ring, that's a good day. You know, but for us, we, we just don't do it that way. And, you know, honestly, Japan doesn't do it that way either. Um, it was That was pretty bad, and it could have been pretty bleak for that guy. Yeah. So am I allowed to move on now? I are guess. You, are you done talking about some piece of shit guy's old fight career in 2000? Who knows? Hey, come on, man. All right. So nobody could see what Tommy just did, but he did the Mario Yamasaki heart for all those people that are curious to know. Oh, you know, if we only had video. Tommy, anytime that you're ready to come in here and produce a show <laughs> and, and actually get, get here a little bit earlier, I know that you live far away, but there's a lot going on, especially on Mondays, bro. But, um... Am I now allowed to get to UFC 267? A lot of, a lot of uh, Dagestani power in this one. Bro, these guys are no joke. <laughs> and I say these guys, I mean the Khabib guy in Kamzat. Kamzat's not from Dagestan. I know, but he's Dagestani. He just lives in Sweden. He's Chechnyan. Which, dude, there's no joke about Chechnyans. Like, they're fucking insane. Didn't I ask you last week on the air? I thought it was, too, until I did a little bit of, of research on him. Because uh, I wanted to see who his... Like his fight team was, and I saw that he's he's from Chechnya. I thought he was from Dagestan too. All right. Well, anyway, he's the he's the real deal. In light work. He made the guy Zhi Zi Zhang Yang. Made him look like he did not belong in the UFC, and he's ranked in the top fifteen. Is I guess this is his first top fifteen win. Comes out. Yeah. Right. So 
good to see him fight a ranked guy. Um, made it look real easy. I compare it to a lot like, and I, I don't mean to talk bad about Nate, but I compare the way that fight started, like, to the way Rory McDonald completely manhandled Nate Diaz. Only Nate is a gangster and wasn't going to go out like that, and he just took the beating for 15 minutes. This guy just, he's like, get me the fuck out of here. And not that he could have done much anyway. I don't no. know what he even brought to the table. Um, when Kamzat picked him up, it looked like when you're trying to throw somebody in the pool <laughs> and they're trying to fight, he just, he, he had nothing for him. He had yeah, absolutely nothing I, I for agree. Him. What do you think is next for Kamzat? Obviously, he's got to be vaulted up, but the same issue with him that you have with, with Islam is that nobody wants to fight these he guys. He just, he called out Nate Diaz Today or Saturday? He called out Nate. He wants to fight Nate. Well, Nate's not going to fight him. It's a name. No, Nate's, Nate's not going to fight him because if he was going to fight him, Nate came out and said the other day that he's only fighting someone in the top four. He's not going to fight even Luke at this point, I don't think. So it's it's right now the UFC is playing hardball. If the UFC wants to hold on to Nate for as long as possible, offer him the Kamzat fight because Nate won't sign that and then he won't get his last fight. And it's almost like... It's almost like Nate in this situation knows what the UFC is going to do, and he's still not going to just go unless fight. they throw a crazy dollar amount at him. Yeah, I, I would imagine that. I would imagine that you're gonna. It's going to be a while before we see Nate. I mean, to be honest, if you're not going to do that, even though he called him out, I say you give Kamzat the winner of Leon Edwards, uh, Jorge Masvidal, because if you remember, Kamzat was supposed to fight Leon Edwards before he went out on COVID. Yeah. So I say you give him the winner of that fight. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Uh, I'll, I'll co-sign that for sure. I don't know that um, Masvidal would want to fight him. Especially, well, I don't think Masvidal's going to win that yeah. fight anyway. So I do. I'm, I'm not a Leon Edwards fan. I don't know what it is about him. I'm, I'm not a fan of the guy. Uh, I, I think that I, I could be wrong, but this might be a fight that actually gets Masvidal up you know, like the uh, the Askren fight was a fight that got him up, and Nate Diaz was a fight that got him up. He just didn't seem up fighting Usman, I think, because he knew he had he really had nothing for him. But this fight, I think, would get him up with with Leon Edwards. I mean, you bitch the guy out backstage on national TV and and through the internet and the whole three piece and a soda thing. It's been years in the making. You don't want to go out and lay an egg, and I, I think Masvidal will leave it all I, out there. I understand that, but then when you get to a point when you get knocked out the way he did, I think that has a, that that could have a lasting effect, and you know that, right? Could. When you get put to sleep like that, like he got his lights turned off. Yeah. And it's it's been a while. I mean, like he's taken the necessary time off, but, you know, Leon Edwards is a very, very skilled striker. I don't know. I mean, Masvidal's best bet is to take this fight to the ground, but I just don't see that happening. I mean, we'll see, but you know that's how I would go with it. The uh, the loser of that fight. Fair enough. Now, as we break down the Masvidal fight, and it's not even happening yet. So, um, next up for the Russians, <laughs> the Khabib guy, bro. Another <laughs> another. Uh, I, I, Have I your questions say, been answered now? Yeah, well, yes, because I I believe that Hooker is a is a game opponent. <clears throat> Obviously, he has no work for anybody on the ground. We learned that, but Hooker is still a guy that you, you know, he's a tough out, tough guy, and he had literally not one single answer. Did you see the meme of Khabib in uh, in Islam's corner, and he's holding a, a PlayStation remote? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. That's really good. But Khabib, you could hear Khabib barking out orders throughout the fight, and 
like put your like like when I say as he spoke, Kamza, I mean uh, Islam, Islam, Mahashev would just put. He was listening in, uh, like in real time. Every single word that Khabib said. So maybe it is Khabib 2.0. It's like literally Khabib playing the video game, like you said. Yeah, you know, we also forgot about the fight that happened at ringside. Hasbullah was there with that other little guy. <laughs> they got into it by the cage. That shit's hysterical. <laughs> you, I, I mean, like, I'm obviously not going to bash Hasbullah. Funny guy. But, like, I feel like I'm, I'm like, over it. <laughs> you know? It's like, all right, we get it. It was your 15 minutes is over, Hasbullah. <laughs> that, that other little midget was there too. Excuse me, little person was there too, and they're both like, kicking each other at the cage. You know that they're grown-ups, right? Yeah. All right. I had to explain that to Dave the other day, and he was like, "No, he really thought yeah. they were kids." Like, well, he yeah. And then Dave <laughs> sends me a text during the fight the other day. He's like, "Bro, I just had to explain to my wife that that was like a full-grown man." <laughs> she was like, "No, no," but yeah, Hasbullah, um. Happy trails to Hasbullah. We're not allowed to talk about him. Anymore. <laughs> Done with, with Hasbullah. Um, but yeah, what's next for Islam? You got to give him somebody ranked at least. He's calling. He's calling. He's calling for the title shot. He's not going to get that yet. But ne you never know the way the UFC is treating yeah, these guys I right mean, now. Who else at lightweight's really making any noise? You're not going to give him Connor. You know what he'll do to Connor. And like the winner, but here's the thing the winner of the, the Gaethje Chandler fight is probably going to get the title shot, mm -hmm. which I can't see Chandler even getting it close. I think if Chandler wins this weekend, or either one, I think the winner of, if Gaethje wins, he deserves the shot. If Chandler wins, he doesn't. Then they could have an eliminator fight with Kamza or um, Islam. Islam. Which, I mean, you know week, what? It would way. make sense because they both beat Dan Hooker. So that would that would make sense. I wonder how that would go. That would be an awesome fight. Yeah. I mean, it would be the Khabib versus Chandler fight that we wanted to see. I mean, maybe Khabib's wrestling is better because he was doing it longer, but it would be as close as we can get. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that. I would love to see that one go down. Um I want to see Islam and Khabib fight, damn it. <laughs> for real. Right? I want to see that. They probably fight in practice and you get to see the real but i mean i don't know that and maybe you're right maybe maybe he is 2.0 i'm gonna have to see more um i'll tell you this though at, at this point in his career right now where he is in his ufc career he's fighting better competition than khabib has fought up to yeah. this point so i'll give him that you know he's he's definitely the real deal i just don't like khabib <laughs> like i know i like him but like for some for some reason i just can't get on that team you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just root against these guys. It's it's one of my things, but I respect it. It's like the Tom Brady situation. Tom Brady's great. I love to hate I, Tom I'm, Brady, I'm, but yeah, I'm you done appreciate hate. Like, I don't know why. I was sitting there yesterday. I'm like, I don't know why I hate him so much. Like, yeah, the Tuck Rule thing sucked because that was going to be our year to win the Super Bowl. But the guy's the best. Yeah. To ever do it. How, how do you hate that? And then I realized that it was a Tuck Rule, and yeah, I'm petty and old and bitter. Get off my lawn. All right. We're going to move off of the tuck rule. We're going to move off of the Dagestani and the Chechnya. And I feel like those guys are, like, in some type of war. Is Dagestan, <laughs> Dagestan and Chechnya fighting each other forever? No. Like some type of holy I know Chechnyans are badass. That I know. All right. Um, what what other fight we got on this docket? We had the Corey Sanhagen versus Piotr Jan. Fight delivered. That was a good fight. That was the the better, the, I would say, the best fight on the on the main card. Even more than the main event? Yeah. The main event was a good fight to you? 
Well, it was a historic fight. Oh, like, stop. I'm talking about a fight that was entertaining to watch. It, it was. Um, I mean, I. it's tough. I agreed with the decision. I think it was closer than the judges kind of made it out to be. But I guess the knockdown, they turned it into boxing. Yeah, I thought he pretty much controlled everything. The action, I don't know that it was, you know, like Sanhagen's just a tough dude, hard to put away. But I don't think that he he had much in that. Like, it was a good fight. He was fighting hard. He's a tough guy. But he was getting out outpointed the entire time. And the knockdown didn't help his cause. So, I don't know what you were watching. But I, I saw it pretty convincingly it, for Jan. It just looked to me like, like Sanhagen was landing more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when you're you're snapping the end of the jab, it, it looks hard like it's a hard shot because Sanhagen's 900 feet tall and, you know, Jan is all right. Um, but... It, you can't really get mad with the with the decision. Even Sanhagen wasn't mad with the decision. He said that he didn't do enough. So now we have the fight that we were supposed to have, which I like Sanhagen, and it would have been nice to see him win. I'm glad he didn't so the belt could for, be unified one like way or the, the other. Yeah, exactly. Just so we didn't have to deal with that clusterfuck that the UFC would have on their hands if we had to deal with, like, an Aljamain Sterling versus... And Peter Yan would have been left out in the dark. That would have been a shitty way for him to kind of get... He, he's getting screwed in this situation anyway, but I don't think anybody out there is looking at Aljamain Sterling as the champion right now. Just Aljamain. Just Aljamain. And Yan was asked about it, and he said, I don't want to talk about that clown Sterling. Everybody knows that I'm the real champion already. And Aljamain Sterling comes out, and he's like... He's trying to... Make it seem like he's gracious and be like, see you this day. And it's like, does anybody really believe that besides you again? Like, nobody believes you're the champion. He's, he's playing the heel well. He is. He, he's playing into it well. Listen, uh, we both know that Aljamain did, knows he didn't actually win the belt. But he's playing it up. And, and I got to say, bro, like, it, it, it comes off disingenuous from him after we've talked to him. You know what I mean? And now, though, now I look back and, like, obviously we got force-fed that highlight all week because yeah. of fight week and, and the Piotr Jan situation that he, being that he was fighting. We've all got to see the, that, that situation play out over and over and over again. And, bro, there's just a couple points in when they're, like, checking on him on the ground and he, like, gets up and, like, does, like, a fake eye roll and lands. Bro, that was – not only was he acting, it was just bad acting. <laughs> you know, he, he stole the belt and – I just I can't help it. I can't get behind Aljo anymore because of that. Eh, I'm, see, it's 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 hard, man. It was late in the fight. He was you know he was tired. So maybe it was some acting. It might have just been exhaustion and the fact that he had a you know a hundred and thirty five pound bullet to the brain. Yeah, it's hard for me to say. I, I try not to get in the head of people because you just don't know. I maybe he was seeing double. It, he could have been, been you know, this, that, or the other, but it was he could have been. I mean, it was a flush, flush shot. I just didn't like the subsequent way he acted after, right? And then, like, even Matt Serra kind of like had a falling out with him. So it's not like we're we're sitting here like bashing a guy. Like even his own his own team was looking at it a little sideways. Like, come on, really? Yeah. Well, you now know? everything's okay there, and you, you know, I I think he's just playing it up. Well, the person who's pissing me off the most is TJ. Because he's like, oh, have fun watching the fake champs. Like, motherfucker, maybe you still would have had the belt if you weren't a fucking cheater. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I feel like there's some of these guys out there now just sound desperate. TJ, bro, no offense, you're a great fighter, but A, you're a cheater, and B, 
now that you can't cheat, let's see how the injuries start stacking up. You know, like it's not as easy as it was when you were on the juice. And look, one fight in, one surgery. And now he's sitting here talking shit. And it's like, well, you had the opportunity and you couldn't take the fight because of an injury. Now that happens in MMA. But like I said, now you're on the wrong side of, I think TJ's up to like 35 now. He's, he's older. He's getting there. He's getting there. And in this division... I think age, it's not heavyweight. When you're when you're a 25, 35-pounder, like, these guys are moving around fast, and they're just a younger version of you at this point. So, Well, we're going to see what the older version looks like this weekend with Frankie and, and Cheeto, not to jump, but... Yeah. Um, but anyway, you're right, though. We can move off of the, the, the bantamweight division right now because we all know... It's not like we have to ask the question, like, what's next? Yeah, we, you we could know ask what's, what's next. next but you know what? That's great, right? We don't have to sit here yeah, and ponder yeah, no speculating. We know, we know what's coming. If, honestly, do we, though? I... I <laughs> The one thing I'll agree with TJ on is he said, like, yeah, I don't know that Aljamain Sterling will ever fight again. Not that he'll never fight again, but I, I, he doesn't think he'll ever defend the belt. Well, I think he'll defend the belt, and I think they need to run TJ and Sanhagen back. Agreed. That that I could sign up for. Um, and if TJ doesn't want to do it, then go have the fucking dick surgically removed, surgically removed out of your ass, and that's that, because he doesn't deserve a title shot. Yeah, and, and if I could see... It, maybe a Sanhagen Rob Font. Maybe yeah. Like we keep forgetting about Rob yeah, Font. Rob the Font's the up there division too. And a, a win over Sanhagen would probably put him in a in a situation where he gets the title shot, which I wouldn't mind seeing that because he's been in the sport a long time. But another guy that's on the wrong side of thirty five at this point <laughs> at that age in that division is just tough. All right, so the two hundred five pound champion, the light heavyweight UFC champion at forty two years old, a Mister One Glover Teixeira. I talked a lot of shit about this fight going in because it was just like nobody wants to see this title fight. And it ended up being one of the, the better moments in of the year, really. And just seeing like Liddell celebrate. Like That's all the who videos I was the happiest were, for. <laughs> you weren't happy for Glover. You were happy for Liddell. I was happy right? for Glover. But, you know, Liddell hasn't had much to cheer for lately. You know, not just the stuff with his wife, but the guy hasn't won a fight since, you know, Jesus left Chicago. Um, so... That was that had to be a win for him, his longtime training partner, and the one that he got into the UFC. Yeah, and like I, w- I was, I was upset about it. You want to know why? A couple of reasons. One, you I mean, parlay. I had, yeah, I had, I had um, Blockowitz in the last leg of a nice parlay that would have paid me out pretty well, <laughs> and I had him to get the finish. So I thought Jan was gonna kind of walk through Glover, and then as I'm watching like the first thirty seconds of the fight, I'm like, wow, Jan Blockowitz looks very timid out there. Like he just. I don't know what it was, but even even in the once he got touched and he got hurt, maybe that's what it was. But as soon as the fight hit the ground, he he flattened him out, right? And before it didn't even look like he cinched in the choke. It nah, just, I was in. I understand that, that thing was in, but it was a quick tap. It, it just looked like it looked like a situation where he was he was just out of it. He didn't want to be in there anymore. And maybe he was more injured from the punch, and we just don't know. And he was like, get me the fuck out of here. Glover hits hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Glover's sober now. Glover said that back when he was fighting John Jones, he was like, I was getting hammered. I was drinking a bottle of Hennessy a night. Like, Glover. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Um, But now, you know, at 42 years old, he had a resurgence. And we talked about it. I did not want to see Glover in this fight because I just didn't think, like, it, it, it has... I feel like it tarnishes the belt a little bit, and I hate to say that because Glover is one of the all-time greats. I mean, now you could say that, but it's just 
you understand what I'm getting at. It's the, yeah, he's not going to have a title reign. It's, I think I think that even Dana is looking at this situation to being like, okay, cool for Glover, but now you got guys in other fight organizations that are able to look over at the UFC and be like, well, you know, it's not John Jones over there. You know, like now Corey Anderson could legitimately be like, you know, I I could beat. Did they ever fight? Glover uh, and Corey? I don't think they did. I don't think he didn't fight Glover, but I mean Jan knocked Corey. That's what Corey was saying. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, you know, that's what happens when it's it's one punch and that's all you have. Like you, you know. And then John Jones was like, this is what happens when you're concentrating on other people rather than your own title. Fight. Oh, John Jones, you should worry about concentrating on literally yourself. Yeah, right, and not worry about what's well, going on. Well, because I think in the Jan was that you Jan used was, to be in though. Jan was was shit talking Jones. During you know, the I don't think that he was shit talking. I think John Jones is this uh, butthurt, sensitive person where the minute he he hears his name get brought into anything, he has to interject and make it seem like like John. The MMA media has nothing actually out for you. You do this shit to yourself. And if a guy's asked a question, and he basically, I, I know what he said. He dismissed John Jones as like we're not talking about John Jones. He's not in this division. You know, he's got his own issues going on, and he's a heavyweight. So. Like, I'm the legitimate champion. And he's allowed to say that because John left and vacated the belt. What does he want to do? Like, oh, I didn't beat John for the belt. Well, it's like, well, John Jones ain't making 205 anymore anyway. Not for a really long time. And John Jones, guess what? Even if he was the 205-pound champ, if he was the light heavyweight champ, there's a very, very good chance that he would have had that stripped again. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, Jan had every right to... to um, I I look at this... Like when George Foreman beat Michael Moore for the belt. You knew Foreman wasn't going to hold it. You knew he was going to lose it on his first defense. But this is one of those where somebody's not going to look at Glover and be like, if he loses on the first, like, oh, you were never the champion because you didn't retain the belt. For a guy that's been in this for over 20 years, you know, he was counted out, then had the career resurgence, then counted out again. And then had another career resurgence to finally be able to win the belt. He got his tooth knocked into the 11th row by yeah. Rumble Johnson, right? So, yeah, Glover's been around the block. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they do a rematch with with Blockowitz, I think Blockowitz beats him. Well, that brings me to my next question. Where do you think each fighter goes from here? Now, obviously, Glover will probably take a little bit of time off. But at 42, there's really not much time to take off if you want to just retire. You know, I could easily see that. I, can, I think he'll he'll want to retain it once. Everybody besides Conor McGregor wants to retain the belt once. To yeah, I guess legitimize it. But now I asked the question because everybody thinks that like immediate rematch. But I don't think Jan did enough in his in his tenure as champion to earn an immediate rematch, and he certainly didn't do enough in this fight to earn it. To, you know, an immediate rematch. I just don't see anybody else at light heavyweight. That's, I, I that's actually do championship ready. I, I actually do, and. One more point I want to make about Blockowitz is that he actually said he does not want an immediate rematch. He wants to go and fight a few more fights and work his way back to the title, which is very weird to hear because, you know, you might never get back there. And I understand it, though, because he, the pressure was getting to him. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. And um, also, maybe he just doesn't want anything to do with fighting Glover. And he feels like, oh, he's 43 or 42, maybe in four years, three years when I get my way back to the, the title shot. Then we could we could have that conversation again, but or or Glover will be retired at that point. Brings me to my other point, though. You said you don't see anybody. What about this other psychopath-looking guy that looks like he's straight off of a ship, 
storming, you know, right to raid and pillage. He looks like a Viking. The Yori Prokovich guy. He's got the ponytail sticking out. Like, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> you think he's ready, though? I mean, let's look at the division. Look at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Reyes? And he already lost to uh, Glover. Right. Anybody else? Somebody's going to drag Gustafson out of retirement? No, and I don't think he's going to make 205 at this point in his life. So I think that this Yuri Prokovich guy, like, he looks the real deal. He he looks the part. Um, I The problem I have with this guy is he probably has no – I can't imagine he has wrestling, you know, or any grappling skills. What's, well, I shouldn't say any, but he's a clear striker, and we know how that kind of plays out especially once you get to the top. Like, they could match you up with guys and make you look good, but once you get to the top five, I don't care what division it is, you're going to run into a guy that will strangle you. Yeah. And that's what Glover will do. He's not ready. It's crazy to say that right now, like, you know, like, Glover really is the king. (laughs) Like, because you look and I don't see anybody for him. And just a week ago, I was talking shit that is it getting a title shot that nobody wanted to see. And I still don't want, like, I still don't want to see Glover fight for the title, like, even as him defending. But that's me. That's kind of why I didn't have a definitive pick on that fight. If you're listening back to the show, I didn't pick anybody. You picked for me. I didn't pick anybody. No, well. You were like, so what you're saying is you think Jan's going to win. <laughs> it's just, I think that you were leaning that way. I just really didn't know. And, like, when I was talking to the guys from Fightbook, it's like, I don't know how this is going to go. Because we haven't really seen Jan have a bad fight. So you knew it was like kind of due. You know, he's he's due for, for a bad fight. And a lot of times those guys that are due for a bad fight, it always happens on a big stage. And not just a big stage for a title defense. There was a lot of hype around this because of Glover, because of the age and how long he's been doing this. He had the shot like... What was it? Almost 10 years ago against John Jones? Maybe Was it almost 10 years ago? Who knows, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So there was a whole big story behind this. And, you know, I don't know if there's much of a time difference for him, but you, you look at the time difference that there was, it was just a lot. And like you said, he didn't look right after after that initial shot. It Maybe it was a shock to him that Glover at 42 still hits as hard as he does. You know, oh, who knows? Yeah. But that's why I didn't want to bet or, you know, make a prediction because I really didn't know. And then Glover just has, like I said, the George Foreman effect. Nobody thought George Foreman was going to beat Michael Moore, right? And then he knocks the guy out. Just like just like Glover. So worth it. Yeah. Um, so congrats, Glover. Uh, if you're listening, buddy, I'm sorry for talking all that shit about you and... <laughs> You're a deserving champion. And you're welcome in uh, the Flip It Made Easy studios any day of the week. Oh, yeah. With with the We belt. have to start working on guests, by the way. We, we have yeah. to talk about that. Scoop lied straight to our faces and said that he knew a guy. but Yeah, because I texted him about that, and, and I've heard crickets since. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to go to break. When we come back, obviously, we're going to give a little bit of a preview to UFC 268. And we're, we're running long on this one. We're going to have to zip it up. So go to break when we get back do the UFC 268. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, 
giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. All right, Chris, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a blast from the past. My goodness. We are back, and we are getting ready to talk about UFC 268. You know what I forgot to put in my rundown? Because I had so much. UFC 267 was the end of the Iron Man streak for Bruce Buffer. This was the first numbered UFC that Bruce Buffer was not able to do because he was just coming off of COVID, but he will be back this weekend for UFC 268. Cool. So it's time. Like that? It's <coughs> COVID. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> All right. So which fight do you want to go into first? Tommy? Well, let's just talk about the curtain jerker. Um, Mr. Frankie Edgar against uh, Marlon Cheeto Vera. Go ahead, Chris. Just throw your insults out. Just get it all out now. So if you guys that don't know, Tommy used to train with a guy that knows a guy that was once was once Frankie Eggers wrestling coach's brother's cousin's girlfriend. So Tommy basically is like best friends with Frankie. He's always known him. Never claimed. Right? That I know, but at this all. is this is a joke that I always make cuz look, I, I have this thing where people think I don't like Frankie Edgar, which is impossible. No, it's your brother that doesn't like him. But no, no, he you, even you likes him. But no, it's like I out. like to rip you apart about it. But how could you dislike Frankie Edgar? I got time out. I have to because I have to make fun of your brother here, Chris or uh, Carl. I I know you're listening, Carl Gucci, who was once the with us on the Pride Rule show, told me <coughs> that he did not like. Frankie Edgar, because Carl's ex-girlfriend used to think Frankie Edgar was cute when they were dating. So from that moment on, Carl did not like Frankie Edgar. That seems like very like a such a pussy thing to say. So Carl, if you said that, that's he did. That's what he told to me. Check the man card at the <laughs> door. But um, anyway, the reason why I always gave you a hard time about Frankie Edgar is because, and I say this about a lot of things. I don't like the fact that because Frankie is from New Jersey that and if I went to a, a, a an event where there's a lot of fighters from New Jersey fighting in it and the whole crowd was rooting for every New Jersey fighter and I'm like, well, Jim Miller's fighting Nate Diaz. I'm not. I don't give a fuck where the fuck Jim Miller's from. I don't Westfield. I don't care. I'm Nate Diaz all day. So that's the point that I'm making. It's just like you you don't need to root for a fighter just because they're local. I hate the Giants. You get my point. Yeah, you get the point. So, but Frankie's just one of those guys where, you know, I talked a lot of shit, but it was to you. I've never fucking not liked Frankie Edgar. That's impossible. But now in this fight, <laughs> he's got his hands full in this fight because we have a Cheeto Vera who's clearly a hungry fighter right now. He's coming off of a loss, right? He just lost he's lost to Aldo. That was his last fight. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's looking to right the ship. He's got the big stage to do it on. Um, obviously, it's at Madison Square Garden. I, I question, I don't like the New York State Athletic Commission uh, so far in their MMA foray. Yeah. Their foray into MMA hasn't gone well with weigh-ins and a, a lot of seedy bullshit going on. Well, they it just, hasn't gone well like doctor stoppages. Yeah, they, and, they, just, they, just aren't, they just aren't up to speed. They haven't been doing MMA long enough, and it's, it's a work in progress. But, you know, so we could expect to see some type of bullshit coming mm -hmm. out of this fight week. I'm guaranteeing that. Um, but... 
I know that it's going to be hard for you to pick against your boy, but we're not really. I don't. I think we're in lockstep here. It's going to be a tough one for Frankie. It's definitely off. going to be a tough one for Frankie. He's definitely going to have to check those leg kicks. Um, it, how I'll give Frankie an advantage is the same advantage like Aldo has that 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 rugged veteran doing this a long time. Cheeto's a younger guy. He's not used to having that rocket strapped to his back that he kind of got after he beat Sugar Show. Um, so he's hungry. I, I just I can't pick against Frankie. I'm not gonna. I know you're not going. <laughs> I know you're not going to. And I understand the whole like, is he going to be able to grind? But this one out. But Frankie's not Aldo. The vicious knockout from Sanhagen. Um, the the knockout from the Korean Zombie, and then the knockout. Ortega. Ortega, you know, this is a guy who had never been knocked out in his entire career, and he was knocked out three times in a matter of two years. Do you think it's very, very well possible that this could be the last time we see Frankie in the octagon? Win, no. lose, or draw? Um, it's the garden. You know, it's like this is this 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 would be the time. I mean, it would be the time because I don't I don't see a title shot in in his near future. But I think he just signed a new contract with the UFC. Like a year or so ago. So uh, Frankie's the type of person who's going to fight out his contract. Um, this would be the perfect stage, win, lose, or draw. But I just think he, he might look for a couple money fights I guess it, we're going to see how this fight goes. If he if he gets put in a bad spot, and I say a bad spot, I mean like if he gets KO'd again and it's four straight knockouts and, you know, it's just not looking great. Like, look, let's be real. You said it. Frankie's not going to contend for a title anymore. It's just things aren't going that way. There's a lot of upstart fighters that are going to be coming in. It's like there is the new Frankie Edgar already. Yeah. You know, it's just, and and to be honest, in this fight, I think you're seeing a changing of the guard where I'm not going to compare Cheeto to Frankie Edgar by any stretch, but, you know, given an idea as to, like, how, how loaded this division is and where Frankie fits into it, I just doesn't it doesn't add up for me. I just don't want to see him, like, go the BJ Penn route. Exactly, which I don't think he will. I think BJ Penn, and I don't want to speak on people's personal lives, but I think BJ Penn, person in his personal life, I don't think he has the, the the people that care about him. Maybe they do, but it's like a different kind of, like Hawaiians are crazy. They all fight, right? So Frankie, I think he has a, a, a team that legitimately cares about him. and Well, he does, and, and you know, he's also got Cody Garbrandt training at Ricardo's with him now. Um so he's got another guy in that. He gets knocked out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got he's got another guy in that division, so you're looking at kind of the younger. So I'm sure those two are training partners inside the room because obviously, I, like, you know, Frankie's got nobody left. Uh, what's his name's down there? Well, both guys, Barboza and uh, what the hell's his name? It just got knocked out, the, the little bald dude. Mar uh, Marias? Marlon. They're, they're both down in ATT. Those are the guys that he was training with. And uh, what's his name that, that Connor knocked out, the former lightweight champion? Alvarez. Alvarez. Anyway. So he just lost three. He lost, lost three huge training partners. You know, I don't know where Alvarez trains out of now. But the other two are down in ATT. So now he's got Cody. So he's getting that 135 look. So could he still compete? I'm sure at a high level. We'll see after this fight. If he, God forbid, he does get knocked out, I hope this is it. Yeah. All right. So moving on. 
I don't want to. Uh, we're actually like actually running out of time. We have good. To, we have, good. We have we have three more fights to break down right here. Right? Well, you know what? Good because the Daily Show goes over. Oh yeah, but I have I have things to do now. We're talking about like it's like eight p.m. I haven't placed my bets yet, so we got to get it going right. So. Chandler, Michael Chandler against Justin Gaethje. We've talked about this fight on the show a, a few times because it's been one of these fights that obviously I'm excited for. This is the most exciting. I wouldn't say the most exciting. Usman Covington, I'm ready for that one too. But I think this one's going to deliver the most on this card. right? Gaethje, we all know what he's bringing to the table. He doesn't really take steps back. Michael Chandler's coming out and he's saying that he's just as crazy. Now, I don't believe that by any for a stretch. But in terms of the way... His willingness to mix it up in there, I do believe that. Like Justin uh, Michael Chandler is he's a game opponent. Chandler he's gonna, Alvarez, he's gonna move forward. one, two, three, yeah. seventeen. So he's gonna on. he's gonna move forward, and he's saying that he's not gonna take a step back once in the entire fight. Well, right, we'll see about that because Justin Gaethje hits like a fucking Mack truck. So it could be one of these situations where whoever lands clean first wins, mm-hmm. right? But you saw you saw Michael Chandler land real clean on Oliveira in the first in, in the first round of their fight, and he couldn't put him away, and he got really he got dismantled fairly easily on the ground. I was surprised to see. I don't know if that's a testament to how good that's Oliveira's jiu-jitsu is. It really is that good. But yeah. you know, I, he's not going to be worried about the takedown of this one. I think both these guys are going to be th- expecting a stand-up war, but it's going to be interesting. I think. Chandler might be the one to take the, the fight to the ground. Well, first. He, of course, <coughs> everyone is always the one to take it to the ground against uh, Gaethje. Gaethje, <coughs> are you good? It's fucking hot in here. Oh, you're a bitch. It is a little hot in here, though. I had Ashley here during the day, so when she's here during the day, we have the we're constantly playing like tug of war with the with the thermostat. Ah. Yeah, but um. But yeah, Gaethje, Gaethje won't shoot. Even when he's in trouble, he won't shoot. I think if Chandler starts getting or starts getting picked apart on the feet, his team's going to tell him to go for the takedown. And then, you know, we'll see. Everybody forgets Gaethje's got all-American wrestling. I think Chandler has the potential to, to turn off Gaethje's lights, like we talked about earlier. But I think that if it is just a stand-up fight and it's a chess match, that's his only shot. I don't think he's going to outpoint Gaethje. Gaethje's a much more pure kickboxer and wouldn't that piss you off because you think Chandler is such a dork yeah no he's not I, I'm I'm going with Gaethje all the way on this one I I think that there it's an even matched fight in terms of like where which way it could go I, I think I could very well be wrong in this but I think if things shake out the way they should I think Chandler's bringing a, an extreme wrestling advantage to it but by the way he's talking he's going to box with him a little bit and I think that could be a mistake and it could be a fatal mistake in this fight I love Gaethje. I, I want to see Chandler win a UFC belt because I want to see... I also just don't want to see Chandler get another title shot <laughs> in his third fight. I don't think he's going to get it in his third fight. I, I think they'll give him another one after that. But I, I do want to see the guy win the belt because it would be a pretty cool story that Eddie Alvarez and Michael Chandler, who were both Bellator champions, who had probably the greatest fights in Bellator history, both win a UFC title. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I like story that. stuff. I'm a wrestling fan. So wouldn't it be Justin Gaethje would be also now a, a champion in PFL? Like, he, he's going to be... All he's got to do is leave, go to Bellator, and he could have the Eddie Alvarez fucking trifecta. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't mind seeing him do that, too. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely all, all over Gaethje in this one. I'll put some money on it, um, but 
Yeah, fuck Michael Chandler. Oh, good. Put money on it because that means Chandler's going to end up winning. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> relaxed, bro. I hit, I hit every single one except for the fucking last one, the last leg of that parlay. But anyway, moving off of that fight, we got Rose, Nama Yunus, Thug Rose, my favorite UFC women's fighter by far is Thug Rose against Zhang Weili. We finally got the name right. And I, I guess like part of the MMA media is pitting this as like like a political situation. Well, because of the first time. Yeah, but I, I think that Rose... The funny thing is, though, they're making a big deal of it now. They didn't have enough time to make a big deal of it then, so they're going to make a big deal well, of it now. Well, I think uh, <laughs> Wang Zhe made a lot of comments saying like she didn't think it was respectful, blah, blah, blah. And Rose was like, look, I wasn't there to disrespect. I was just giving my opinion on the situation and what I thought what, what it was. You know, this is the fight game. Relax, Wang. You know, the, how else you want to sell the get fight? I it. Relax, Wang. But you're talking about that woman's country. You know what I mean? That woman hasn't said anything against the United States. She but, hasn't, but do you know the scope of the comments that were made? Better dead than red. So, right. okay, I get it. You know, communist, but that's still that woman's country. She's not going to not defend it because she's got to go back there. Yeah. You know, so it's... It, well, just to just to touch on this is like she probably agrees with Rose in that in she that very regard. Well might, in that but regard, she but just can't. You know. Yeah, I I agree. And really, what her comments were. This is why I say the MMA media is making it out to be more so because her comments weren't weren't like even politically um, driven whatsoever. She was basically saying that she thought it wasn't fair because like she's trying to win over fans in the UFC and in America. And what Rose said like stunted that. You get what I'm saying? She's like, I thought it was unprofessional of her because I'm trying to, like, make a career, and that, literally, that's the type of shit that hurts my career. It, it does, and it's also, you know, she also said it in the midst of the COVID pandemic and where COVID came from. It, that's what I mean. Like, it, bro, it, it kind of wasn't... You, when, you, when you get in there with a thug, you're going to get <laughs> thug shit going down. Yeah, but you know what? Though, you call yourself Thug Rose, but you need a fucking... A therapy dog by your side all the time. All like, right, let's not. We're we're not. We're advocates for mental health over I, here no, at Shop Sports. I understand that, but but I get what you're saying. You, you, you know, know, and I little, like Rose. I like Rose of a, a lot. A I didn't bit of a like stretch. that. It, it's look. It's in the moment. I understand. Do I think Rose really f meant what she said? Yes and no. Uh, a lot of that seems like Pat Barry in her head. Like, yo, say some shit, yo. Say some shit. So fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a good Pat Barry impression, but, you know, um, but I mean, I think Waylee she'll be fine. Um, I'm picking her to win this. Fight. Oh, really? I don't. No, 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 no. I think Rose has her has her number. She hits a lot harder than people think nowadays. Rose has improved leaps and bounds. I just want to see the kind of fight that she had with Joanna with Rose. Like I, I want to see that fight. I mean, I think that she's got a good read on on. On Wang Zhe Li or Zhe Li Wang, I, there I am messing it up again. But because um, it sounds, it sounds, it flows better. No, it's with because Wang it's Zhe because Li. it's because when she first came into the UFC, they had it wrong. Because in in Asian countries, they do things the other way, mm -hmm. where it's like you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was always that way because that's how they were printing it. And now she ended up becoming famous, and they corrected it. So I'll I'll, I'll eventually catch up. But um, now we got the main event that everybody's excited for. I obviously got Rose, so that's a given. Tommy, you're gonna—I mean, you're definitely wrong on this one, but I, I might be. I was wrong on the last one. We got—we got everybody's favorite heel or least favorite heel, we could say. But Dave's friend Colby Covington 
against uh Yeah, Tom Dave, Rose. when are you going to get your friend, if you could see my quotations, when are you going to get that friend on your, you know, your other friend's MMA podcast? Anyway, now that you ran on about that and we wasted another minute of my life, um, fuck it. There's a lot of anticipation, a lot of buildup in this fight. Uh, a lot of people said that Colby was winning the first fight on the cards. Like, he wasn't. I thought he was getting get destroyed in that fight. And it wasn't going to be headed towards a Colby win regardless. Ooh. Tough guy. You know, everybody's got nothing but good things to say about Colby, the fighter. He's annoying the way he goes about the heel route. To but be honest, who's tested him besides Usman? Nobody. You know? Nobody. So, is it a situation where it's Kamaru, Usman, and everybody else? Maybe. It very well could be. So, who do you got? <laughs> because like we're we're out of time. We Usman, got like four minutes. I got Usman as well. I'm gonna go Usman by uh, by Knockout. decision. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna TKO him again because Colby's <laughs> tough and he's got the cardio, but Usman is just on another level right now. I, I saw nothing in the first fight that made me feel there was a few things. I mean, like there was. Are you bouncing your titties at me? All right, that means that it's time to go because I'm getting getting turned on. <laughs> but um, look, I got Kobe. I mean, I got Usman. You got Usman. I think that it's going to be a, a pretty convincing victory. I'll change my pick if Dave can get us Kobe Covington by the end of the week. Yeah, fight week. Kobe, come on down. Exactly. Right? So, Tommy, you got your plugs? Everybody head over to www.fightbookmma.com for all of your MMA and pro wrestling needs. Every Thursday night, listen to Sitting Ringside with Fightbook MMA owner Roberto Villa, Rudy Lara, and of course the shitster Dave Rodriguez. Check me out on Instagram, Tommy D Chopheads. I will be at MLW Battle Games this weekend. Uh, check it out. I'll be taking pictures of the wrestlers, doing some interviews. So uh, please check it out. All right, and just wanted to give one quick shout out to Papa Sturch, right? Dave Sturchio yes, becoming a, fa a father times two this week. Uh, this week, I guess, as this episode will be released, we'll be able to then release wonderful news about Dave Sturchio having his wonderful, beautiful baby boy that's on the way. Literally, like I guess, in a few hours, right now, right? Like yeah. technically, based on when this is going to get released. So he'll probably be like three days old by the time this episode goes up. Knowing probably, me. but um, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. And now it's time for me to hit the button.